Welcome to Faith at Eight. I'm Shanna. I'm Jill. We are two friends helping turn your eyes from the world to the Word through candid conversations fueled by Jesus and more Jesus. Hello, friends, and welcome back to Faith at Eight. Today, we're going to talk about anxiety and depression. That just sounds like a feel-good topic right off the bat. Doesn't it? I like who doesn't want to talk about anxiety and depression. It sounds like awesome. But I feel it's so important because this is an area that I think when you are in a Christian community or, you know, you're talking to somebody, they they say, oh, just lean into God and you'll be fine. Like, don't use the medicine. Don't use, you know, whatever. Like, if you have God, then you're never going to deal with anxiety or depression. And surprise, the Bible never says that. Yeah, it's, de- it's definitely is very um, a taboo topic in the Christian community. And I think it's very important to start this conversation of saying, like, if you do f- feel called to take um, some type of prescription to help you work through a season of anxiety and depression, that is not a salvation issue. That is not a sin. That does not make you a bad Christian or that you don't believe enough. If you... Um, are going through therapy or counseling, same thing, because it is very much I have found, and I've talked to people and I'm like, well, why don't you go see someone? They're like, oh, well, I can't because I'm a Christian. And I'm like, um, it, it tells us to seek wise counsel in the Bible. What are you talking about? Um, so, so there's no judgment here. Mm-mm. Everyone is welcome at the table. Um, and we will meet you right where you're at. And, and, Don't ever feel shame because that's not from God. That's, you know, one of the biggest things that I learned early in my walk are what are the emotions from God and what are not? And shame and guilt. You mean the fruit of the spirit? Oh, I love the fruit of the spirit so much. Now I love it. Now Mm -hmm. that I was able to walk through it. But, you know, the biggest thing for me was understanding that shame and guilt and fear was not from God. Mm -mm. So I started to measure what I was feeling against that. And if it wasn't from God, I knew, hang on, that's where I need to go right now. Yeah. You have a, you know, you struggled yes, quite a bit with anxiety. Yeah, I remember having my first anxiety attack when I was in elementary school. Um, and I thought it was an asthma attack. And then, like, the doctor was like, but you don't have asthma. And I'm like, but I had an asthma attack. Like, I didn't recognize that it was an anxiety attack. Um, I, I, I didn't recognize that I had it for had issues with the decades and I'm not someone that like dealt with it on a daily basis. It would just like kind of come and go. I remember my husband went on a um, business trip for a month and I didn't leave my house outside of going to work. So I was a little bit of a, what is that? Like an agoraphobic um, kind of thing. So yeah, I've, I've dealt with seasons of um, severe anxiety, not as much depression as anxiety. I have had seasons of depression, but really more anxiety. Um, and some of those seasons I was a Christian, some of those seasons I wasn't. And um, even more so, I, because I believe in transparency, I have never taken the the route of taking a pharmaceutical drug um, more because addiction runs in my family. And I have very, I have anxiety about taking anxiety medication. So like, I like to, I like to like, really stack that anxiety on top of each other. Um, and I remember there were a couple things that really transformed me and helped me. I haven't had an anxiety attack um, in years at this point. Um, and there were really a couple things that helped me through that. The first one was um, I went to 21 Days of Prayer. 
I went to 21 days of prayer. Uh, I've talked about how I went in there with a to-do list for God and he transformed my heart. And, and some of the things that I think I did in that season that helped, helped deliver me from my anxiety were one, I was praying every day. Um, and they like set a timer for 30 minutes and I'm like, I got to think of 30 minutes of things to pray for. I remember the first time that I understood what, what the 21 days of prayer was. And I was like, we literally just sit here for 30 minutes and pray. And I didn't understand because at that time I was like, I thought we're going to sit here and it's going to be like church every day. Yeah. And when it was that, I was like, huh, well, that's interesting. And obviously now I love it. Like, please give me yes. more of that. But, but, and, and I think I, <laughs> I, I get it, girl. I get it. But, but I was, um. And I was doing a couple things in my, in, in prayer, like my prayer habit was not just praying every day. I was praying out loud. Um, I was, I was praying kind of like Hannah, like I was just kind of like laying it on his feet. I would, I would go in to see, to, to episodes where I was crying. And what's interesting is at no point during that, that I say, dear Lord, stop my anxiety. I actually never prayed for my anxiety to end. I was praying all the other things that I was anxious about. Interesting. And, yeah. So I was praying like um, just things with my family that I really were very fearful of and I really would worry a lot about. I was praying about our financial situation that was not good. My Our marriage was really struggling. Just if there was an area of life, we were struggling in it at that moment. And it just, I, I, for 21 days, I did nothing but pray over that. And, and 21 days of prayer is supposed to be prayer and fasting. I didn't even fast. I was just praying. Like I was like, yeah, I don't have time to fast. Like, I'm not there yet. I just need to to pray and and not really even knowing what I was doing, just knowing I had to fill. I felt like I had to fill 30 minutes with with me talking. I my prayer is a little different now that once I feel that I've run out of things to pray, I listen. I was not in a listening season yet. I didn't get that part. I still I'm not a very good listener at times. Um, but just praying that out. So that was the one thing. And then the second thing was I started memorizing scripture. Yeah. To help me um, do that, because what I found in in that is what it what would happen is something would happen to me, quote unquote, mm-hmm. and then a lie that the enemy had trained me to think was in there. Oh, well, that's because I am this and I do this wrong. Mm-hmm. And these are all the things. And this is how I am messing things up and very self-deprecating um, thoughts around when things went wrong and feelings when I, what, when feelings went wrong. And so, um, I started memorizing scripture and one of the first ones I memorized was Philippians 4, 6. Don't worry about anything, but in everything through prayer and petition, give Thanksgiving, um, and Thanksgiving present with Thanksgiving, present your request to God. As you can see, I did a really great job memorizing that one. Um, but, I um, really memorized that one and I would start saying over, don't worry about anything. And I would, every time I would start getting stressed and being like, oh my gosh, how are we going to pay our bills and what's going on? I would just say to myself, don't worry about anything. That means this right here. But with everything, I'm going to go to God in prayer and petition. And I would just do it over and over again. And I get that people will hear that verse and be like, Oh, just don't worry. That's exactly what I needed. Oh, well, that was the secret thing I always needed to hear. Just why wouldn't worry? Why wouldn't someone tell me that? And and I know that I've had seasons where someone says don't worry, and I'm like, well, gee, that makes me feel really seen. Sure, that's just not worry. Yeah. And um, 
I think that's one of the worst things you can do is go to somebody and be like, it's okay. God will provide. It's okay. Don't worry. And you're going, that's not what I need. This is yeah. where you come in and you say, it, uh, God will provide, but let's look for scripture. Do I need yeah. to pray? What can we do together? Yeah. And when I realize, when I think in hindsight, what I realized is because I memorized beyond don't worry and, and Paul in Philippians isn't saying don't worry answers right there. He's saying, don't worry, do this instead. Yes. And it's like, don't worrying guys is a bad habit. Mm-hmm. And so instead of worrying, do this instead. It, it, if anything else was going on, like we would take that advice very like, hey, you're going through this, you're, you want to lose weight? Stop eating McDonald's every day mm-hmm. and eat vegetables instead. And we would say, oh yeah, that's good advice. And I get that. Um, And, and that's really... It, the focus for me and what helped me get through it was not on the don't worry part. It was on the in prayer and petition with thanksgiving. Mm-hmm. And I think, you know, with thanks and gratitude, go to God. And, um, you know, if, if I don't think everyone now needs to memorize Philippians 4, 6, but I think that you need to be in the word be led by God to the word so that you can find whatever the verses for you that you need to think. Um, you mm-hmm. know, just, I also, you know, memorize, you know, um, for God so loved the wor- world that he gave his only son. When and, and it's important for us to memorize those truths mm-hmm. because that's what they are. You know, the Bible is the truth, the truth. And, and why I think that helps you in seasons of, anxiety is because anxiety is from the enemy. And when we look at throughout the Bible, the enemy attacked and who was successful to to win over his attacks and who wasn't. Well, Eve was unsuccessful over her his attacks because he said, did God really say that? And she replied in scripture inaccurately. She right. did not, she said, do, he said not to eat or touch. And God never said that. Mm-hmm. And Jesus was very successful when he was in the desert for 40 days fasting, because when the enemy came to him with lies, he, res- and with scripture, mm-hmm. Jesus replied with scripture because he knew it better. And so I, when I, when I realized that, I realized I need to know scripture that does not mean i need to memorize the entire bible no but i need to know scripture better than the enemy because the enemy is going to come at me with scripture and i need to know if it, it okay yeah but he's using it out of context it's not really what it means this is what it really means and and i need to be in the word every day and i need to pray over and memorize a handful of scriptures that help me with that so if you have a lie that you find that you keep thinking and that you're being very fearful of that's causing a lot of fear and anxiety in your life mm-hmm. you need to find a scripture that combats that and i think a lot of people are making a lot of decisions right now based on fear yes and that we're not meant to be fear we need to we need to move in faith and you know go listen to the podcast that we did a few episodes ago mm-hmm. about faith over fear mm-hmm. and you know for me coming in on a little different angle I don't even know if you know this but I was actually medicated for um, I was misdiagnosed bipolar um, depression anxiety so I was on medications and I think back to that mm-hmm. time and it was a very impressionable time for me and when I look there was a lot of sin like I was I was in a state of 
going to the world for comfort. And with that came along these prescriptions that really made me dead to the world. And I didn't have wise counsel. I had counsel of, oh, this is what you're dealing with. Come have a drink. Let's talk about this. Let's talk about how miserable, how this is all happening to you. And I remember in that season, there was a moment where I go, I don't want to feel like this. And I got off of the prescriptions that I was on. I had, you know, like a long-term dose one, then I had a short-term dose one. And, you know, I got off of that. And then I started to see a little bit of clarity. But again, there was nothing that was rooted in Christ. So I was still at the mercy of the world and not having direction. And so then I see the next cycle that I went into was almost an exact repeat of the cycle that I had left, but it looked different. The sin looked different. That looked different but I didn't feel different. Mm -hmm. And that when I came to a point again where I was so anxious and I was so depressed, I didn't go to medication, but I went to alcohol. I went to um, gossiping. I went to where did it, it, where was my escape from that reality? And I think back and, and I look at the ending of my first marriage and where I was and the sins and the, the, just the, the headspace that I was in and coming out of that, to understand that, you know, Jeff was on that other side and I had this, I remember making this decision and being like, okay, am I going to pursue things with Jeff because he mm -hmm. gifted me these two books that are about Jesus and I was like, I'm not ready for this yet. <laughs> or do I go in this direction? And I remember, even though it made no sense, that I was being guided towards Jeff mm -hmm. because of, I. it didn't make sense, made no sense. I was doing it in, you know, Here's the message I'm getting, and I don't know why, because this time I'm still universe. I'm yeah. still universe and energy and whatever, but I was listening to this guidance, which I now understand what it was. But understanding when I look back and see these cycles of anxiety and depression and using the world's resources instead of coming into the word. And, you know, when I look at dealing with situations now, I have such a solid foundation in God um, that when I go through moments of anxiety or depression, because I don't think it would be valid to say, okay, when you're Christian, you're never going to have anxiety or depression. Like, I think that's very unfair. I think that things happen and we get anxious and we get sad, we get depressed. But now I have different tools. I don't see myself now if I get anxious, hey, let me go hit the bottle. Hey, let me run away from my husband. Hey, let me go um, find something that is a band-aid, right? It is, let me go to the word. And I found in a recent issue with anxiety and depression, like Psalm 23 was my grounding point. When I talk about the, the situation where over and over I was just praying and weeping and handing it over um, to God, I sat in Psalm 23, my Bible open, reading it over and over because to feel that the Lord is my shepherd, I have what I need. He lets me lie down in green pastures. He leads me beside quiet waters. He renews my life. He leads me along the right path for his namesake. I sat in those first verses because it felt like home. It felt like this, this like I literally was getting rest. He was giving mm -hmm. me rest in his word to where I could remove that anxiety and, and the feelings of depression. And I could sit at his feet and say, I have got nothing left but I'm not going to the world. I am coming to you and help me through this. Yeah. Um, and and the, the third thing I think that also has helped me, and I think you really touched on it, is um, it is it is completely a good idea to go get counseling. Uh -huh. um, but we also have to recognize that um, oftentimes 
psychology and stuff like that, a lot of those individuals do not believe in Jesus. So I, I think it is a good thing to get counseling to get, but you need to get wise counseling. And so it's important to go to whatever your therapist is and find out, Hey, do you believe in Jesus? And, Mm -hmm. and that might seem like I'm going to go to my therapist and be like, do you believe in Jesus? But, but if they don't believe, how are they going to counsel you? Right. How are they going to guide you through that? And so I have had counselors and therapists, um, that, were believers and they weren't and the advice was very different i'll tell you right there um but that would be like my third thing that really helped me through this Mm -hmm. i started finding wise counsel and sometimes that wise counsel actually is not a counselor or a therapist sometimes it is the the right circle of of influence around you so that in those seasons you have people that are not going to um fuel the flames of anxiety and stress but instead it kind of help you put them out and um yeah i agree do I still have moments where I feel like myself get anxious? Yes, mm-hmm. but I now have a battle plan of how I'm gonna get how am I gonna fight against that? I don't go into an anxiety attack, which was what I did previously. And that has been really, really important. And I will say we recently had COVID. There is a in my opinion, not a doctor, nor do I play one on TV, but in my opinion, there is a mental and emotional aspect of that that and there was a day where I was really struggling. I was really struggling because it's like, am I doing enough? Like my husband's sick, my children are sick, I am sick, I can't take care of me because I'm busy taking care of them. And I was at my the end of my rope and I really was spread very, very thin. And um, there was a situation happened and it didn't handle it well because there was so much going on. That doesn't mean now that, oh, well, look at that. God, it didn't work. God didn't work. No, 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 I didn't work. Mm-hmm. I didn't work because I wasn't in my habits. I know most of of COVID, I didn't read my Bible every morning like I did because I didn't even have the energy. Sleeping made me tired. Like I didn't yeah. have the energy to do anything. I was in full-blown survival mode. I was just making sure my children didn't starve to death. Um, that was like my main focus. And so you're going to still have seasons where you go through anxiety um, but it's it's really about how what do you have in your tool belt to combat that? And do you have the right things? And I find that when I am combating it and I'm going into that battle with prayer and with scripture because I know the word and with wise counsel, I come out the winner. Whereas when I go in with um with more fear and worry and I can't I can't win that battle. Yeah. And you just make such a good point too, going back about that wise counsel. And when you're going through a storm, sometimes it's easier to not lean into the wise counsel. It's easier to lean into the world counsel. Mm -hmm. I was recently talking to a friend and she's going through a really tough time. And I said, can you just think about the five areas that you want to be better in coming out of this situation and pick somebody who has success in those areas Mm -hmm. and lean into them Because the danger of being in that situation and leaning into the world is that you're not going to walk through this Christ-centered. You're actually going to be more alone. Mm -hmm. And so just think about things. And, you know, we all fall. We all, you know, take those step back and and we're like, oh, wait, I didn't handle this the best. But every day we have the choice to choose better. Every day we have the choice to say, and now I begin. And now I'm going to go to the word. And now I'm going to choose. And so I use that mark a lot for my wise counsel is who has success in the areas that I want to grow more as specifically Mm Christ-centered. I want to be a Christ-centered wife, mother, business owner, friend. Who are these people in my life so that they can be my wise counsel, that when I have a problem, I go to them and they give me counsel, not from their own understanding, but 
leading me back to the word. And that is who I had to seek out. And it took a few years, right? Absolutely. It takes a few years to understand, oh, wait a minute, maybe that wasn't my wise counsel. This is, or this person is good in this season, or this person is having their own season, so I need to seek something else out, but always leading me back to the word. Yeah, and and I'm sure someone will hear it be like, but you don't understand what I've been through. You're Right. right, I don't. Right. And I'm so sorry you were hurt in that way. And I'm so sorry you were put in a position that has caused you to have this hurt and this torment and this and this b- breaking of your heart. I'm so sorry that you dealt with that. I'm not here to be like, well, you just stop worrying about it and pray about it. That That's not what we're saying at all. Um, but sitting there is not going to serve you. Right. St- staying exactly where you're at and not moving from it and just sitting in that anxiety is not going to help either. Like we... If you had a flat tire, you would fix it. Mm-hmm. And if you, if you were in a season of anxiety, just accepting it for, for oh, I'm just an anxious person is not going to help you get through that season. And it's not going to, it's not going to serve you in the long term. God doesn't call you by anxiety or depression. Mm-hmm. He calls you by your name. Yes. And too often we get comfortable in that emotional state. That's our emotional home. Well, all I know is my anxiety. You know what? What does it think or look like or feel like to be in that freedom of not having that? And if you go, I can't even imagine a life like that, then it's time to sit in the word and see what does God promise? What does it look like when you you open your heart to even the potential that the weight that you're dealing with could be a little bit less? Yeah. And and we even will go, I you make, you know, when you go two steps forward and then one step back, you're like, oh, but I failed. You only fail if you give up. Mm-hmm. That's the only time you fail. So you're still here. You haven't given up. You, God has equipped you and has has given, put around you everything you need to be able to overcome. Um, because we are overcomers as Christians. We are, we are able to overcome the enemy. And you know how I know that? I've read the back of the book. I've read the back of the book. We already know how it ends. Mm-hmm. Like we, we know that, that God is going to be victorious. So now we just need to put our faith in him and use the resources that he's provided for us to walk through this trial. Um, He's the same God in the valley as on the mountains. You're in a valley, I've been in a valley. He will be faithful. If you're not dead, he's not done yet. That line of that song gets me through some of the toughest times because even after being baptized, it's not, okay, yay, we're happy no. every day. There's still cycles of, whoa, 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 what is going on here? And I remember hearing that song at the exact point that I needed, and I just let it out because it reminded me every waking moment, mm-hmm. God has a purpose for me. So you're listening to this. You have a purpose for you. And sometimes that anxiety, that depression is the enemy getting in the way because the enemy knows that's where he can stop you from doing what you were about to do. I think of the times that I wanted to take my own life, which was multiple times throughout the years. And I see it clearly now that the enemy was like, I have got to take her out before she does this. And Mm -hmm. now I have such a deeper understanding of that and realizing every day I wake up and I have breath in my lungs, God has something for me. And if I am not dead, he is not done. Absolutely. I love when we fit in some lyrics. We're trying. All right, close this out. Okay. Um, Dear Heavenly Father, we are just so grateful that you are a faithful God and a faithful provider, that you've provided your word that's full of truth and grace and love and um, the answers to everything that the enemy throws at us, Lord, that you have given us 
um, a battle plan. We learned that in Ephesians. We learned that we need to put on the full armor of God every day. And a big piece of that armor is your word, Lord. Thank you for providing us with your word and, and, and putting that in our tool belt so that we can um, win any battle against the enemy. Lord, we know that oftentimes we walk away from your word and we we don't memorize scripture. We aren't even in scripture and we don't go to you and and lay it all at your feet and pour out with with fervent prayer and just passion and just unload it all onto you like you tell us to in Psalms, Lord. We do not we do not go to you with all of it and just pour it out to you. We don't pour our hearts out to you. Um, and we know that that's not, that's what you've commanded us to do. And we're so sorry we get it wrong. And we're so sorry that we forget your promises to us. And, and we, we look to the world for the solutions instead of to your word. We're so sorry we get that wrong, that we sit in our anxiety, Lord, and we, we sit there and we just accept it instead of going to you and giving it to you, Lord, um, But we're thankful that even though we do that, even though we don't go to you when we should, that you're still patient with us, that your promises are still true. They're still true and all we have to do is accept them, Lord. They're still true and all we have to do is walk out habits and, and the promises that you have in your word for us, Lord. Thank you for that. Thank you for never forsaking us. Thank you for never giving up for, on us. Thank you for new mercies every day that tell us that, yeah, we got it wrong tomorrow, yesterday, but we can get it right today. And we might get it wrong tomorrow, but you're still there and pouring out your mercies the following day, the following moment, the following second after we get it wrong. You were right there with new mercies pouring out over us so we can get it right. Lord, we ask that you change our hearts. We ask that anyone that is wor- that is weighted down by worry, that they can release that worry over to you. That they will remember that in the, in the Bible, it tells us that you provide for the birds and the flowers. You will provide for us too, Lord. Let us be reminded of that. Let us be reminded of your constant provision that is that is never ending, Lord. Let us let us have our hearts of stone change to hearts of flesh. Let us have hearts that are looking and seeking after you, Lord. Let us see your commands and see Jesus and how he handled the attacks from the enemy, Lord, and let us mirror what he's modeled for us. Let us let us go to the word and use it as our defense to strap on the full armor of God every morning, every single morning, and see each day as a blessing and to use it and 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 walk it out as the blessing that it is and be thankful for those things, Lord. Let us have gratitude for for all that you have provided for us and see those blessing instead of the the trials we're start, trying to overcome see the blessings for what they are we're so thankful to you lord we're so thankful for this opportunity to speak on your word and most importantly we are so thankful for your one and only son jesus christ who died on the cross for us even though we didn't deserve it then and we don't deserve it now and it is in his name that we pray amen amen Oh, if you like this episode or others, 
Hi, my name's Shanna. I didn't remember what I was supposed to do next. Um, please make sure that you write a review. You like this episode. You review this podcast because that does um, help us uh, get the message out to more people um, on whatever platform that you are listening to us on. See you later, friends. Bye. If you enjoyed today's episode, there's a few things we would love for you to do. Share with a friend, like, and subscribe to our channel on YouTube or Apple Podcast, which has new episodes every Monday through Thursday at 8 a.m. Eastern, or find us live on Instagram on Fridays at 8 a.m. Eastern. Whatever you do, do it in faith.